Hey everybody, it's Shaman Sister Sin, and you're listening to the Meditations and More podcast brought to you by BetterHelp.com and LittleShaman.org. That's me, Little Shaman. Today I wanted to talk to you about something that many people wonder, and that is, how could I reveal or expose narcissists that might be in my life? This is something that comes up a lot, so I thought we could talk about it on the show today. Recognizing the narcissist or other toxic people in your life can be difficult sometimes. Some of it is due to their ability to mimic and mirror reasonably functioning adult persons. Some of it's due to our own beliefs and mindsets. If there was a way to expose them for what they really are relatively quickly, that would be very helpful. Well, in a manner of speaking, there is. Narcissistic personalities are seeking relationships with people who will take more responsibility for the other person and the relationship as a whole than they should. It doesn't matter what kind of relationship it is, romantic, family, business, co-worker, it's always the same. They are looking to align with people who will enable them to underproduce, avoid accountability, and avoid responsibility. The way to expose them pretty quickly is to refuse to do those things. For example, creating and enforcing boundaries usually exposes narcissists and it can actually expose them right away depending on the situation. In romantic relationships, love bombing and idealization generally involves boundary violations such as trying to monopolize a person's time, getting too close too fast, giving gifts or doing favors that people didn't ask for, don't want, or that make them uncomfortable, putting the person on a pedestal. Creating boundaries around these things discourages and can even reveal narcissists right away as their reaction to people putting the brakes on is usually negative. Even if they back off initially and seem to be understanding, they're generally going to keep pushing because boundaries can make them feel not only rejected, but controlled. It's the same in every kind of relationship. Creating boundaries seems to be experienced as rejection by narcissistic people, and that's why boundaries are one of the strongest defenses against getting entangled in these relationships in the first place. Boundaries don't just stop unwanted behavior from other people by removing their access to you. Boundaries allow you to remain a sovereign person, separate from the narcissist or the toxic personality, by creating a differentiation between them, their feelings, their actions, their choices, their beliefs, their thoughts, and you. It's not your obligation to fulfill someone else's needs, manage their emotions, fix their problems, or make life perfect so that they can deal with it. Narcissists are not interested in people who know that. Another way you can help to reveal the toxic people in your life is to communicate directly and to require direct communication from other people. As strange as it might sound because of how combative some of them can be, narcissistic people are often very uncomfortable with direct communication, especially direct communication about emotions and problems. This is one reason they can be so passive-aggressive and why they read things into what's being said to them. They operate in a world where no one says what they mean. Requiring people to communicate directly about how they feel, what they want, or what's wrong exposes those in your life who will refuse to do that. Indirect communication leads to misunderstandings, and we cannot go around trying to guess what people want or what they meant by something. They need to tell us, and if people refuse to do that or they expect us to just somehow know, there are going to be problems. Also, pay attention when people will not answer direct questions, when they talk around subjects instead of responding directly to what's been said, or when they won't address things at all by walking away, changing the subject, shifting it back to you, or somehow blaming it on you. Pay attention when misunderstandings cannot be resolved, or when your attempts to resolve issues in a healthy way, or take appropriate reparative action, such as explaining and apologizing, are either ignored or are not successful. Doing any or even all of these things doesn't mean someone's a narcissist. 
narcissist, of course, but it does usually mean that there are going to be serious problems with communication. Practicing direct communication yourself is also really, really good for you because many times people who end up entangled with narcissists have trouble communicating directly as well. They often don't speak up, make their needs known, or advocate for themselves as they should, which can contribute to being taken advantage of by toxic people. Learn to ask for what you need, to speak up when something bothers you or doesn't make any sense, and to assert yourself when you should. Narcissistic people are not interested in relationships where people have needs, where they take up space, or when others will refuse to care for and cater to them as if they are children. These kinds of relationships are extremely threatening to narcissists because they have nothing to give. Any expectation put on them in the context of any relationship, therefore, is a problem. Refusing to allow someone to simply take from you without giving anything in return can reveal that type of personality. You can also learn to say no when you need to. Perhaps more than anything else, the way people react to being told no tells you a lot about the kind of person they are. Most people don't like being told no when they want something, of course, but not everyone tries to punish or manipulate other people when they are told no. The reaction to no can reveal toxic personalities in your life. Do they sulk? Do they get angry? Do they try to make you feel guilty or otherwise feel bad for saying no? Do they disappear or ghost you? Do they just keep asking as if you have no right to say no? Narcissistic personalities generally do not deal with being told no very well. They may have a negative reaction designed to manipulate or punish you, or they might just keep asking as if you didn't say anything. This is a violation of boundaries and a refusal to recognize the other person's right to say no. No means no. It's also good for you to learn to say no when you need to because this is part of advocating for yourself, something many victims of narcissistic abuse can have a lot of trouble with doing. Saying no is a big part of creating and enforcing boundaries as well. It's a small word, but its power is huge. Refusal to take inappropriate responsibility for other people is a very good way to reveal toxic personalities in people you know. Narcissists are looking for relationships where the other person will consistently take more responsibility for the relationship in the other person than they should. They are looking for people who will take responsibility for their thoughts, their feelings, and their actions so that they don't have to because they don't know how. They're looking for people who will give so that they can take, essentially. They are looking for people who will essentially do everything in the relationship so that they don't have to do it because they have nothing to give to other people at all. And they can't even do these things for themselves. Refusing to do this makes you a threatening presence to pathologically narcissistic personalities. They do not do well in situations where even basic criteria for adult relationships is required, and they're generally unable to perform in these situations for any real length of time. They need someone who will fill in the gaps for them and take on the responsibility, otherwise the relationship falls apart. Let it. It's not a real relationship anyway, not really. Refuse to take on the burden for another adult's thoughts, feelings, actions, self-worth, basic management skills, regulation, identity, or anything else, and refuse to let anybody try to do that for you. You don't need it. You can stand in your own power. Refusing to excuse toxic or hurtful behavior is another way to expose narcissists in your life. Toxic personalities need to find people who will excuse their hurtful or abusive behavior and stay in the relationship anyway. Don't be one of them. Having a bad day or having an addiction or being mistreated as a child or anything else does not give someone the right to treat other people badly. And we don't want to ever send the message that it does. They are choosing that behavior because they feel justified in the idea that their feelings are more important than other people's rights. This is absolutely not ever okay. And it implies a very serious lack of respect and understanding regarding the rights of other people, which leads to much, much bigger problems. 
There is no excuse for toxic and abusive behavior, ever. There is no excuse for another adult intentionally hurting you, stealing from you, physically harming you, dismissing you, demeaning you, humiliating you, punishing you, gaslighting you, or any of the other things that narcissistic personalities are known to do. There's also no excuse for another adult knowing that their behavior is unintentionally hurting you and not doing anything about that. Someone who chooses not to do better and gives reasons this choice is okay or even the best choice is not someone who is invested in respecting other people, so it's important to remember that. A person who works that hard to justify something even in the face of a contradicting reality or hurting others and basic common sense is not likely to change that. Excusing it only makes this easier for them. Refuse to accept excuses or so-called mitigating factors for toxic, hurtful, disrespectful, abusive behavior. One of the things we hear the most often with narcissistic people is that they had a traumatic childhood. This may very well be true, and it's not something that is talked about enough, but trauma is not an excuse for treating other people badly. It's someone expecting other people to put up with toxic or hurtful behavior because they are hurt or upset or were hurt in the past is not okay. We were all traumatized in some way because life and learning and growing almost always include trauma. In some ways, these things themselves are trauma. As adults, we are all generally responsible for our own actions, our own reactions, our own choices, and our own behavior. Do not allow someone to push that responsibility onto something or somebody else with excuses. Whatever the reason, they are choosing this behavior or the thing that is enabling this behavior, and it will not stop until they stop choosing it. They may or may not understand that, but now you do. It's not okay, and it's not your job to make things okay for them so that they can deal with their stuff. They need to do that without relying on you to carry it for them by being an emotional, psychological, or even physical punching bag for them until they feel better. So there you have it, some ways you can reveal narcissists that may be in your life. It's very popular to talk about, you know, one question you can ask or some facial expression narcissists might have or a physical feature or whatever. But the truth is that the only really reliable way to reveal narcissists and other toxic personalities in your life is to pay attention to the way that people act. There is no shortcut that can reveal a narcissist just by looking at them or just by asking one question or, you know, whatever the thing is that people say. Relying on something like that allows way too much margin for error, whereas paying attention to how people act doesn't leave much of one at all. So I hope that clears a few things up for you. As always, I look forward to your comments, questions, and suggestions, so please keep them coming. I take appointments online over the phone, via text message, via email, and through Skype worldwide. So if you're interested in speaking with me one-on-one, you can visit littleshaman.org to book an appointment. I teach workshops, classes, seminars, and clinics throughout the year. So if you want to see what we're running this month, you can visit littleshaman.org to do that. And we have a support group that meets several times a week. And if you would like to find out more information about that, you can do that on littleshaman.org as well. You've been listening to the Meditations and More podcast brought to you by betterhelp.com and littleshaman.org. That's me, Little Shaman. May the Great Spirit bless you. Have a beautiful day.